Thank you for listening to our podcast. Why did I choose the Bible? This is a legitimate question. It is a confusing world. There are many sources of wisdom, philosophies, and value systems out there. Some have only a few disciples, but others have followers numbering in the millions. Some promote their teachings with celebrities, while others back their claims with violence and intimidation. It is easy in this vast noise to confuse or assume that the message of the Bible is just another voice in this confusing chorus. But that is not a correct understanding of the message of the Bible or its uniqueness. And the Bible is unique. Its ability to stand apart is one of the reasons that I have chosen the Bible message for the guidance of my life. Let me share with you some examples. Let's work through a little mind experiment. In the past 300 years, there have been dozens, if not hundreds, of religions or quasi-religions or cult followings established around the world. Some have had very limited success in attracting followers, while others were very successful. Some have quickly fallen into ruins, such as Jim Jones or David Koresh, while others continue to have followings to some degree or another. Those men and women that began these groups either wrote books or taught their philosophies that influenced countless people. While they diverge greatly in basic philosophies, practices, and values, the teachings and the teachers themselves have some things in common. Picture for a moment that we could place them all in one large conference room together. What would the conversation be like? We really don't even have to guess about the conversation because of what they wrote or what their followers have said. They would be pointing at one another and shouting that all the others were wrong and that they were the ones that were right. From Joseph Smith to L. Ron Hubbard, each would claim some special knowledge, some unique insight and authority to establish, build, and promote their own brand of spirituality. Their insistence on this special authority may be the only common ground that they have, but there's no consensus on who truly has it. Also, if the movement survives the death of the original founder, the latter leadership will change or repudiate some of the original teachings, the teachings that were supposedly infallible. In contrast to the single or limited author model that is almost universal, the origins of the Bible writings are very different. In contrast to the previous group, the Bible contains 66 books and was written by about 40 different authors. These authors lived or traveled across three continents and spoke or wrote in about three different languages. They were a diverse group that included a Greek physician, a soldier, a king, a couple of fishermen, a taxman, a farmer, and a formally trained religious teacher. Some were rich and some were poor. Some wrote poetry while others wrote history while others wrote letters to friends. Some contributed short books of just a few verses long addressing a specific point in time, while others wrote sweeping histories 
dozens of chapters long. Some wrote in times of peace, while others wrote in times of war, and some even wrote from prisons or prisoner of war camps. Let us now place the writers of the Bible in a conference room and see what happens. But among all of these diverse backgrounds and education and various experiences and vast locations, the writers not only agree with the work of the others, but they often refer back to the other authors to corroborate their point, even to the point of quoting them. There is no squabbling about credit or the genuine nature of the message. They agree with both the details and the main story threads. If you have ever worked with a team or a group, you have experienced the difficulty of achieving complete unity of thought or action. It is almost impossible. The more diverse the members, the more diverse the thoughts, ideas, and objectives. Think about this. It is unlikely that any author that wrote a book that is included in the Bible canon was in the same room when another of the books was being written by a fellow author. There are a number of reasons we know this, and we will talk about those in a moment. But if I am going to write a single document that required the agreement of 40 people, it would be almost a requirement to get them in a room together and discuss it. Yet that unity of agreement was achieved in the Bible story. But the unity story goes well beyond 40 people agreeing on something. One of the reasons we know that these authors did not collaborate with each other is because they lived far apart in time. One recent author that has claimed a unique spiritual insight is L. Ron Hubbard. Without discussing the details of Dianetics or the Church of Scientology, let's just examine the time frame. Hubbard served in the U.S. Navy during the Second World War. That means that there are people alive today that were his contemporaries. His book, Dianetics, The Modern Science of Mental Health, was first published in 1950. The history of his movement begins there. There was no book written decades before pointing to the coming of his book or acknowledged by Hubbard as directly associated with his ideas. Not only does Hubbard stand alone as the author, but he stands alone in time. All of the establishing authors of modern religious thought share this same quality. They wrote in their generation without a connection to others in the past. The same is true for all of the modern prophets or messiahs that have gathered followers. They are not connected with anyone before them that was directly linked by history or writings. They have no one preparing the way for them. They have no history with others with a like-minded faith or understanding that said, Watch for the teacher that will come after me. The Bible is very different. Moses wrote the first five books while John the Apostle wrote the last. In between these two books is not only 38 other authors, but well over 1,500 years separating them. 
Let me give you an image so that you can see how different this is. Picture a football or soccer field. From goal to goal represents a timeline covering the last 4,000 years of history. Where does the teachings of the Scientology Church appear? L. Ron Hubbard would walk onto the field and stand about a foot from the goal, and he would be alone on the field. We could ask each of the founders of the modern religious groups or cult groups to represent their place in history, and each would be standing alone on the field, most within the first five yards of the goal line. And remember, if we put them all out there together, they would be arguing about who was truly the representative of truth. But then we could ask the writers of the Bible onto the field. The first book of the Bible is Genesis, written more than 3,000 years ago. Beginning on the other side of the field, about 15 yards past the other goal line, stands Moses. A few yards in front of him stands Joshua. In front of him, representing generation after generation across half of the field, would be the other 38 writers. Until a few yards past the midfield line stands John the Apostle, the last writer in the Bible. Each one supporting and acknowledging the authors that have gone before them, referring to their writings and history, even quoting from them, until we realize that it is really one message, one story that they are telling. To complete the image, we ask Jesus to step onto the field. Not every book of the Bible mentions the coming of Jesus, but all represent a moment or element in the telling of his story. Jesus would stand taking his place in the timeline almost at midfield. But each Bible writer would be pointing to him. Those that wrote in the older parts would be pointing towards him, anticipating his coming, while the latter writers would be pointing backwards to him, speaking of what he had done. Forty writers scattered across distances, cultures, languages, and hundreds of years, all telling their part of the story and identity of Jesus. The next question must be, how could they do that? How could the story be so united and focused? We will save that question for another podcast. But still, on the other side of the field, the latter-day prophets and teachers stand isolated and arguing that they are right and everyone else, including those that wrote in the Bible, are wrong. Who would you believe? If you would like to find further content, or if you wish to contact us, you can find us on the web at truthseekers.org.